Welcome to Legacy Game Changer. Our mission is to help you make, save, and grow your income. I'm your host, Zanetta Rogers, accountant, tax preparer, certified money coach, insurance agent, and travel agent. My guest today is Rodney Dixon, and he and I will be talking about solar energy. How are you today, Rodney? I am very good. Thank you so much for asking and for having me on your podcast here today. I appreciate you taking the time. So can you give my audience a little bit of your background? Wow. Well, I mean, we could do the whole podcast on just the background, but I'm going to go ahead and shorten it up a little bit. Um, A a former athlete out of high school played multiple sports, and that led me to going to college for sports. And while there on my freshman year, ran into this little dude named Prince, who, of course, was a music artist during his controversy tour. And that took me on a different road and started writing music for that cat. And that led me into uh, creating uh, a concept around solar energy before solar energy was even thought about being anything. And I started running into that concept. And as a result, he formed New Power Generation, MPG, which talked about this alternative energy. And, of course, that led me into uh, indulging into alternative energy as a whole, creating a solar superhero that was endorsed by the late Stan Lee, the only character ever endorsed by Stan Lee that he didn't create himself. And so now I own a solar company. So how did you develop this character? Is it Toma Merck? Is that am I pronouncing that right? That's correct. It is a Toma Merck. And so... Merck is actually my nickname from playing sports, being very quick, especially as it relates to football. And then I created the character Atoma from a science concept. My dad's a biochemist. And so, you know, people formed out of atoms and cells. And so that's basically the origin of the makeup of mankind. And Atoma represents the origin of the makeup of mankind. And then being that I'm a Christian. I wanted a concept that was going to be where the light would combat the darkness. And so he is a solar superhero ushering in the light to fight against the darkness because the utility companies from fossil fuel are using dirty energy that comes from fossil and their power is at night. Hence why people need batteries and generators. So it's a whole well thought out concept that was pretty much two decades before you know, the concept of the Clean Air Energy Act came into in 2005. So way ahead of the game. Yeah, so one of your series, you talk about student loan subsidies. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so that's a new concept, uh, being that right now there's a big issue about student loans being forgiven uh, for debt forgiveness on all. And then, of course, that comes into play with the economy overall. And then there's also the the investment tax credit, which is called the ITC. And so that's going to be dialed down currently in the next couple of years. And so I put together a, a concept, introduced it to the White House, and it's there now um, trying to bridge the two together where you can extend the investment tax credit and yet use that to help uh, subsidize student loans so that we can get these kids to graduate and owning houses and the car of their dreams instead of being hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. 
you'd rather have a house and a car than have debt. And so this is a concept that I've introduced to the White House and hopefully can gain some type of traction. Uh, it sounds like this program can help young graduate have people graduate debt free. Yeah, that's the point. Graduate debt free and bill you something at the same time. So how does your program contribute to the work life balance of your employees? So um, right now with the program that I, I'm running with a, a company called Power, um, a person can sign up under me, either learn and be mentored on how to be a solar rep, a consultant, and make money that way, or they can actually recruit other people. And being that it's currently only a 3% adoption rate for solar energy in the U.S., but yet it's a $25 billion industry. And so you know, the leading companies out there is about a couple hundred thousand people serviced, whereas, you know, the amount of people that can be serviced that's eligible based on the roofing conditions, et cetera, is about 90 million households. So that tells you that you're talking about a trillion dollar industry that's at the baby stages. And as Prince used to always say, you know, the brothers and the sisters aren't up on this or are up on that when opportunity happens. And so, this is an opportunity that you can get into it. You can make money either, you know, deploying these systems yourself and learning about it, or you can go out there and get other people who are going to be going solar anyway and get yourself positioned. Either of those ways, you can you can get that through me. And so it'd be important to connect. Well, I've got to be honest. I just bought a new house and I've had three different solar energy representatives come my way. And when they gave me the um, breakdown of how much it's going to cost over a 30-year period, I was like, I I'm not paying that price. So can you can you tell me, you know, why I should go for solar energy? Well, for one, I'm glad you didn't go with those three and you got me on here so we can talk about that afterwards. <laughs> that's one. But now here's the deal. That's what people, you know, that that's how they think. They look at the price and what I call, I call that sticker shop. And um, I've taught that. I've taught thousands of reps throughout the country. And that's one of the things I teach is how to overcome sticker shop because the contract that you're currently on with the Dirty Energy is a lifetime contract. And so the price that you're paying now is just a price that you never see because you had no idea that you were actually in that long of a contract. So if you take the amount that you pay currently without ever having the opportunity to own it and you times that per month by 30 years, that's actually your 30-year contract. The problem is you continue to pay it even after 30 years. And so if you compare those prices, you'll start to see that the contract that you have is actually cheaper. And most people go, oh, 20-year contract, 25-year contract. That's actually to your favor because it freezes the pricing for 20 or 30 years. And so it's to your advantage that way. Usually you would have to be a power company, a power plant, and I've done those agreements, right, because I first got into the game doing power plant contracts. And so power plants usually get 20-year-plus contracts. And so here's a homeowner getting that opportunity because you're putting a power plant on your roof. And so that's the simplicity. I usually break it down and show people in black and white what's happening. And then when they see it, they go, oh, my Lord, okay, I see. So it's really a cheaper contract going solar that by far than the contract you have currently. Well, as we're going to talk offline, but I just, when the guy showed me the breakdown, all I saw was the $43,000. And I'm like, hey, no. Yeah, that's the sticker like, shock. So that's no, one of the no, things no, you will no. learn being under me. You'll learn how to, how to actually articulate that in truth 
so that people can actually compare apples to apples. All right, and I'm up in age, so I'm like, I, I don't even know if I'm going to be here 30, 40 years now. So. <laughs> yeah, there's benefits for that, too, being that I've been a realtor since 2006 and investing in real estate before that. There's that real estate component and how it actually adds value and how to capitalize on that value, et cetera. And that's usually what what happens usually is you don't get that type of person coming to your home or offering you a proposal so they can't really have too deep of a conversation as it relates to, you know, using this to your economic advantage and how to strategize. They don't know that stuff. They can just pretty much show you how much you're going to save for a bill, whatever, without being able to articulate everything around it. And that, that leaves questions unanswered, which is making it uneasy for people to make that jump to solar. And another thing is, okay, the guy started off at 43000 then when I said no, he said, "Okay, I can give you give you to you at my my discount of price of thirty five. <laughs> so then that really that his credibility just went on out the window. Well, okay, so here's the deal: the the person who actually pays for solar is the consultant. So the person that's selling you the solar, they're the ones who are actually paying for the solar. So in a normal good scenario. The company is going to make their money. That's the company that hired the guy or have the guy working as an independent contractor. The homeowner is going to get their profitability out of it because it's, they're turning a liability into an asset for you. So the good people show you how to use that as an asset. So you're gaining more money in your pocket savings over time than what that rep is going to get. That rep might get two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 depending on the size of the system, and that's it. That's all they get. So the mm-hmm. rep is getting the least amount of money. And but the money that is they're the ones who are actually paying for your tax write off is the actual rep because the government's investing the money in the first place is giving you the tax benefit to go solar. Well, somebody's got to pay that back. The government, if they only do that, then it's just debt on top of debt. The government, if they're going to invest that money, they want to make profit. And the only way they're going to get profit is off of tax revenue, not a sales tax. That's a small eight and a half percent or whatever. They're going to get the tax revenue from the solar reps. So in the long run, it's the solar reps who actually pay for people's solar systems, not the people who get the solar systems. You actually get it. Put it this way. It costs you zero to go solar, and then you get a contract cheaper than the contract that you got. Then how much did you really pay? You paid nothing because the money came out of the existing utility bill. So all that happened was, the government didn't make any money on that, so how are they going to get their money? Out of tax revenue. So it's the rep. So the rep, if he started out at 43, he's just trying to make as much money as he can out of the situation, but it's still going to be less than everybody else. Well, we have to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more information on solar energy. All right. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out.
Hello, this is Sonetta Rogers. Join me on Wednesday at 5 p.m. for my new podcast, Legacy Game Changers. Every Wednesday at 5 p.m., join me and we are talk about finance, education, and wealth building for you and your family to leave a legacy for your loved ones. Once again, that's Legacy Game Changers, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Thanks for hanging on. We're back with more information about solar energy. Now, Rodney, suppose I don't want the solar panels on my roof. Is there any other options? There are other options, okay? And so there's other options that are great, and there's other options that are going to be not so great. So let's look at the option that's great. Uh, The other option is what's called a ground mount. So when you put a solar system on your roof, it's called a roof mount. When you put it on your property, not on your roof, it's called a ground mount. That's when you put it on the ground. Now, people do do that now. The majority is roof mount, but there are some who do ground mount. And when they do a ground mount, it's because they have a lot of land so where they have, you know, the the sun's uh, capability of hitting those particular panels. That means they don't have a property with a bunch of trees and shade in the way. It's more open space. And it costs a little bit extra because they have to run conduit underground to reach the house and run it up to your electric panel, et cetera. But there are people who do it. So, yes, you can do what's called ground mount. Now, that's not going to be cost effective if you only have 20 panels on the roof or whatever or 20 panels on the ground. It's not going to be large enough to put out the type of power that's going to make it cost effective because it does cost a little bit more money. And because of that, most people don't do it, being that the roofing is higher up then the sun is easier. It makes the sun easier to hit the roofing. And that's why most people do what's called the roof mount. And you don't have to run the wiring through the conduit as far, but you can do either or. Now, the worst case scenario, in my opinion, is that there's coming that point where utility companies are doing what's called solar farms. And so you'll see driving in certain areas, a bunch of solar panels on the side somewhere. And that's where usually the utility company don't really own those properties. That's where it's a power plant and someone has decided to go ahead and invest in a solar power plant. Well, with that being said, they're selling the energy to the utility company who's selling it to you. And so you can get this quote-unquote solar energy power without putting solar panels on your roof or on your ground. You can get it from the utility company, but of course, now you're back into the same scenario was before, except instead of having a monopoly with the fossil fuel energy hitting your house, there's a monopoly with the fossil fuel and the solar energy. So that's what I call the solar race. I actually coined that term the solar race, and it's the homeowners racing against the utilities to see who's going to be able to get the solar fast enough. Can they build power plants fast enough to cut out your incentive because they don't need to go with an incentive anymore? And so, in other words, the laws right now are making them go with clean energy versus dirty energy. It's a mandate for for to, to release the carbon the amount of carbon that's going into the atmosphere. So they're mandated to do it. So now if you wait for them to do it, well, they're going to now hit the mandate and you're not going to have solar. So why should they give you an incentive? Now, how many solar panels would I need if I have a um, like 4,200 square foot home? 
So it's not based on the size of your home and you know exclusively. It's based on how much energy you use. So I've been in houses that have you know 1,500 square feet, houses that are 5,000 square feet, where the house with 1,500 square feet, they're using more energy, electricity, higher bills than the house of 5,000 square feet because there's people in those houses going, I can't be hot. And so they're running AC 24-7 like it's a freezer. And then the other people at 5,000 square feet sometimes not being able to really afford that house, so they bought more house than their pockets can pay. And so as a result, everybody's in that house sweating like, you know, <laughs> like crazy because they don't want to turn the air on. So it's not the size of the house. It's the size of the bill. So, you know, five people with 4,200-square-foot houses, the bill amount is going to be different in every one of those five, and therefore the amount of panels are going to be different in every one of those five. And so anybody who tells you, here's a price based on the square footage of your house, you better run from them, folks. Everything has to be customized based on your particular situation. So I know one of my concerns, was, and I'm sure other people are concerned about what happens if the, if the panels damage my my roof? Ooh, that's a good question. All right, so that's a million-dollar question, which means somebody better at least have a million-dollar insurance policy, and so the company better be worth its salt as it relates to that insurance policy so that you can collect upon that insurance policy and they don't just sky up. And so you got to be careful about who's offering you what. But, you know, any type of credible situation is going to have a legitimate insurance policy. That insurance policy is normally a lot greater than the cost of your roof or to fix your roof. And you want that insurance policy to be both actual damages and general damages. And so not only taking care of the roof if it's messed up, but anything that happens as a result of that roof. So let's say, and this has happened actually, where some people are working on the roof and they've fallen through your roof. Now, mm -hmm. they fell through your roof and they landed on your grand piano, and that grand piano was no joke. It was a half a million dollar grand piano. Well, that company would have to fix the roof and replace that grand piano and give you the cost differential thereof. And that's the issue where having the right type of insurance and dealing with the right type of company. But you know how we are. Most consumers go, give me the cheapest price. Reminds me of this one particular sheriff, and he was like, Rodney, I've heard from everybody. Just tell me the price. I don't want to hear about nothing else. You start telling me about something else. I'm getting off this phone. I said, okay, officer, you know, um, so you don't want to know about the insurance and whether somebody falls or get hurt and whether you got to pay for it or they got the insurance to cover it, whether they're covered by the workers' comp, whether the laws apply to them, whether or not the company is worth it and they got, you know, money in the back pocket to behind them, supporting them. You don't want to know any of that stuff, right? You only want to know the price. You go, no, well, well, hold on. I want to know that stuff too. <laughs> I go, okay, then. Don't tell me you just want to know about the price. So that's what happens. You get so price conscious because people make the mistake by thinking that they're going to buy a solar system. How are you buying a solar system if the money is coming out of a current utility bill is not coming out of your pocket, right? If the utility bill for the next 30 years would be 70 grand, and I'm selling you a system for 50 grand, and that's 20 grand cheaper. So if you got something for 20 grand cheaper, then how did you buy it out of your pocket? The, the utility bill bought it. That's what people don't understand. It's a program. 
So if you come working for me, you can't even be a seller. I stop people selling all the time. They come for me with a seller's background. I'm going to stop it. Stop it. You stop selling this stuff. Well, I'm a great, greatest salesman, and I was record salesman. They go, but yeah, but this isn't a sell. It's a program. Mm-hmm. Let me teach you about the program. I go, your problem. Uh, I can't sell this. I go, that's your problem. Your problem isn't that you can't sell it. Your problem is you can't give it away. <laughs> right? <laughs> stop trying to sell it, bro. It's a program. <laughs> Uh, what what my last one? What does leaving a legacy mean to you? Well, it's part of what I'm doing, and especially if I can get you know the White House to do any form of what I'm talking about. My goal was just to introduce the concept to them and give them a heads up and give them my ideas. Not my first time dealing with politics and politicians as it relates to energy, et cetera. I started in the Middle East, and in the Middle East, it's the people who run the countries that run everything, including the utilities. So that's kind of my forte is to dealing with people of power as it relates to energy. And so my goal is just to introduce the concept to them. Hopefully they can move something like that. And so part of that legacy would be doing something for the next generation that's really beneficial to them and putting them in a better position tomorrow than they are today. Um, That's kind of what I do. I did it with basketball. I did a DVD training program with AC Green. It's on DVD. It's called Street Legend and Iron Man. He's the Iron Man. I'm the basketball street legend. So it's called Street Legend and Iron Man. And so that's kind of what I've been about. That's my legacy is to make sure I'm doing things to benefit other people, even in writing music with Prince, it was to, you know, to help him out. So that's kind of when things work for me. It works for me when I'm there to make sure that other people benefit from the skills or talents and insight, wisdom that God gave me. And that's the legacy to make sure that I can just make sure somebody else can can come up. And if I'm just in the background behind it and, you know, it's like this company I worked for for a little bit called LMNO it was called Leave My Name Off. So, mm-hmm. hey, my name don't need to be on it as long as you benefit from it. Now, I want to benefit from it, but my name don't have to be on it. <laughs> You know, I have to ask the question. What was one of your best Prince songs? That he made or I was involved in? That you were involved in. I mean, I'd have to say probably Sign of the Times would be the song, but that's not my best Prince song, but that, that would be the one that I would say that I was involved in. I was involved with some stuff on the Purple Rain album, and a couple of other stuff. And so there's other songs like Computer Blue, et cetera. That's not the biggest hits. Yeah. But technically and and, and sound-wise and songwriting skills and, and all the, the engineering, you know, all that, Computer Blue is probably better made than Sign of the Times, but Sign of the Times would be the grooviest one. Oh, great. So how can my audience get in touch with you for more information? They would go to agentsolar.net. So that's what they call me today. I'm Rod Dixon, Agent Solar. So go to agentsolar.net. You can learn about how to get on my team and start building you out a legacy and some download money or learn how to sell solar specifically or, you know, even go solar with your own house, but gain from that in itself, not just go solar, but go solar and gain from it. Um, You can learn all of that by going to my website, getting in contact with me there. You can see the videos. You can see what you talked about, which is the, the, um, uh, the school concept. That's through a, 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 a thing I produced called um, the Atomic GT racing series. And so that racing series is about 
technology as it relates to energy and cars and, and the future of transportation, et cetera. So all that's on the website, agentsolar.net. Great. Well, I really appreciate you being on my show. It's been very important. You, you almost changed my mind, but I guess we're going to have to talk a little bit more about this. So <laughs> yeah, we got to talk and do a part two, and then, you, and then yeah. on the part two, you can be like, okay, I went solar, and you yeah. can start talking about it. <laughs> okay. This has been Legacy Game Changer. Looking, if you're looking for help with your financial, if you're looking for help with your finance, I can be reached at 443-906-3882 or email me at legacygamechangers at gmail.com. Everyone have a blessed evening.